Today's episode is brought to you by ice. Brr, that water sure is cold. Oh my gosh, I can't even pour it into my cup anymore. It's turned into solid chunks. What do you call this stuff? Ice? Hmm, let me try this. Oh wow, this sure is good. I bet it would be perfect for keeping my drinks cold. Visit ice.com to learn more. All right. Let's turn it up. Welcome back. It's been a while. I'm sorry about that, by the way. I didn't think it would take so long. I did give you that Mike Cooley episode. I don't know how many of you may have enjoyed that. But it's my favorite thing I've ever done. It made this entire podcasting endeavor worthwhile. But guess what? It was already worthwhile. Because this thing has been so much fun. I've met some amazing people and received some incredible feedback. Way more than I ever imagined. The listens definitely spiked during the pandemic lockdown when no one had anything else to do. I got some messages during the pandemic from people saying that it helped them through, helped them through these hard times we all experienced and in some ways are still experiencing. And that means the world to me, honestly. So thank you so much. But hey, we're back now for the final season of Skinnered Reconsidered. I have some surprises in store for you, some cool stuff, I think plans at least. We'll see if I can pull them off. But this has come to mean a lot to me, and I really want to go out in style. I am recording this episode in a hotel room in California. I'm finally back out here for work, which, let's face it, is good for the podcast. I can get a lot done out here in a lonely hotel room. I got to the hotel tonight and unpacked my bags. I've been traveling for business for 15 years and still have not learned how to pack nice clothes so they don't get wrinkled. My grandmother used to roll them up so they wouldn't wrinkle, and I don't do that. I have also not learned how to iron, unfortunately. Your simple man has never ironed a single garment in his life. That's shameful, but it's fine. I do other things. And I don't know what I think it means to learn to iron. Probably one of those things you just do. But clearly I made a decision at some point that that's not going to be a part of my life. The point is, as soon as I get to the hotel room, I unpack the dress clothes, hang them up so they don't get any more wrinkled than they already are. And I just did that tonight. Pulled out some nice shirts, pulled out a suit jacket, and that's it. Zero pants. I somehow left all the pants back home. So that's pretty much how I've been doing since we last spoke. But enough catching up. We're here to talk Skinnerd. Specifically, Skinnerd's fifth and last album by the real lineup. It's called Street Survivors, and it's generally considered in the top three Skinnerd albums along with the first two. And I'll be honest from the get-go, I'm not sure how I feel about that. 
I haven't fully dug into this album yet. I'm going to take it one song at a time. You'll be right there with me. But from what I know and what I remember, I'm not sure this album is better than the last two. And I'm not sure it deserves to be ranked equally to the first two. But who knows? We'll find out. And you guys let me know. I do know the album did quite well commercially. This album, Street Survivors, went gold 10 days after its release. It later went double platinum. The song we will listen to today peaked at number 16 on the Billboard Hot 100. And number 6 in Canada, but who cares about that? Right. This album was recorded twice. We'll have to get into that deeper as the season goes on. But it was recorded once with Tom Dowd, who Skinner loved, and we know from Give Me Back My Bullets, which he produced. And he's produced a lot of other great records like Layla and other assorted love songs by Derek and the Dominoes. A great album, and the main thing that justifies Eric Clapton's existence. He also produced a couple Allman Brothers records, which are great. So good for him, right? Seems like he did a fine job. I guess he's better than us. Whatever, Tom Dowd. The other recording of the album was in Doraville, Georgia, with uncredited co-producers Kevin Elson and Rodney Mills. And guess what, Freebirds? That's the one that was released and the one we know. The differences between the two recordings are minor to most, but maybe not to us on here, right? On a Deep Dive Skinner podcast. I'll probably get into this further if we find the time and it makes sense to do so. But we have enough ground to cover today. And before we move on, I should say this. In many ways, this album, Street Survivors, is all about the new guitar player who appears for the first time here to once again give Skinner that three-guitar attack. Of course, I'm talking about Steve Gaines who many consider the best guitarist of all four Skinner guitar players. That's up for debate and comes down to personal opinion. Maybe I'll weigh in if someone reminds me. Who knows? But there's no doubt Steve Gaines reinvigorated Ronnie Van Zant and the rest of the band. He was the brother of background singer Cassie Gaines, and she asked if her brother could sit in and play a little bit And of course, they were initially reluctant to let Cassie's brother play. And who wouldn't be? What are the chances that somebody's brother is going to be an amazing guitar player and could help fill Ed King's shoes? But the band finally allowed him to join them on stage for one song during a show at the Municipal Auditorium in Kansas City, Missouri on May 11, 1976 to play Jimmy Rogers' T for Texas. Although the band couldn't hear Steve's playing on stage, the sound man told them he was amazing. And that was that. Check out the bonus episode of Skinner Reconsidered where we listened to T for Texas, where Steve Gaines was a few days into joining the band and he completely kills it. I don't know what episode number that is, but check it out. Email me. If you really want to see it, email me and I will look it up, just for you. But now, 
Let's get into today's song. It's called What's Your Name? And as I said before, it was a big hit. Definitely one that got a lot of playtime in my dad's rotation. So I heard this one a ton as a kid. This song was written by Gary Rossington and Ronnie Van Zandt, of course. And it goes a little something like this. So this song is based on a true story. It's a story song, and I always love story songs. As much as I can gather, Skinner was at a hotel, getting drunk, raising hell, starting fights, like you do. The hotel manager came to them and told them they had to go back to their rooms. And Ronnie, or one of the other guys, said, We'll go back to our rooms, but you have to send up some champagne. The hotel guy agreed, and there we have the probably the second greatest compromise ever, right behind the Missouri Compromise of 1820. You can always tell the one or two jokes I wrote in advance. What's your name, little girl? What's your name? One of my earliest memories of this song is not about my dad for once. I remember I was in the first grade, and it was the first day of school. And there was this kid, a little Jewish kid, going around the playground during recess, going up to every girl and saying, What's your name, little girl? I thought it was so weird and bold and hilarious. And I swear to God, I became friends with that kid the very same day. And we were friends all the way through the end of high school. He went off to Brown University and we lost touch after that, but Skinner gave me a 12-year friendship. Back at the hotel, Lord, we got such a mess. It seems that one other crew had to go to the one other guest. Oh, yes. Well, holy said we can't drink in a bar, what a shame. with you guys I know this is a big Skinner hit something about this song does not quite work for me and I know I already said I like story songs I like short catchy songs with a big hook feels like this could have worked 
I can't pinpoint what I don't love about this song. It just feels like it's lacking that Skinnerd swagger. Feels a little sterile to me compared to most Skinnerd songs. Maybe the band let Ronnie down on this one. Maybe it's a good song and the band just didn't quite nail it. I'm not sure. You guys who know more about music than me, write in and let me know what I don't like about this song. It's just not one I go back to. Personal preference, maybe. To me, it kind of feels like a song that a band writes to have a single. And sometimes that works out great, but it just feels kind of forced. I don't know. It's too bad I don't know how to describe Leonard Skinner's music since I'm doing this Leonard Skinner podcast in my fifth season. All right, boys. What's Your Name by Leonard Skinnerd from their top-selling album, Street Survivors. This song reminds me a lot of Gimme Three Steps, which I love. It's a short story song with a catchy guitar riff. But for me, Gimme Three Steps blows this one out of the water. This song is fine. It can even be fun. But it's not Skinnerd's best work. I'm going to rate it in just a moment. But before that, our sponsor today is ice, the coldest and hardest water. You, <laughs> the coldest and hardest water you can imagine. I can't begin to tell you all the uses for such a weird thing, but I'm sure you're gonna love it. Call one eight six six DHS two ice. That's one eight six six DHS two I C E. To find out more. If they ask you to report suspicious immigration activity, which they definitely will, tell them no. America is a great country that's open to all, the tired, poor, huddled masses. You just want to talk about delicious frozen water. Alright, before I rate this song, let's go back to one of our 
favorite segments, one of my favorite segments of all time. It was here for us in the very beginning. Songmeanings.com. Let's go over there and see what the people think this song means. All right, first comment is from Lindersay. Lindersay. Lindersay on. Ah, first comment is from some asshole out there who says, Poor Boise, always picked on. All right, there's a mention of Boise, Idaho in the beginning of this song. I don't feel like they were getting picked on. All right, let's move on. The next comment, Sniper Wolf 2, who says, You dumbasses, it's about sexual misadventures with children. Oh, holy fuck. Oh, that's it. We had fun while it lasted. You just witnessed the death of the songmeetings.com segment. I can't tolerate these people anymore. It was my very favorite at one point. Now it's done, I swear. The people have ruined it. Like they ruin everything. People, I'm, I mean. All right, so I'm gonna rate the song. Like I said before, I don't hate it. It's not bad. I don't love it. It's not great. On a scale, I've already explained the reasons. On a scale of one to five Skinners, I give, what's your name, 3.1 Skinners. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I do appreciate your patience. Kind of you to, to wait for me to get my shit together. I'd love to go out with a bang, and if you want to help out, go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. It really does help. I swear it does. Give us a five-star review. By us, I mean me, this podcast. Leave us a review. It makes the podcast more visible to, to other people who might enjoy it. We're going to have a fun final season, and I'm glad you guys are along for the ride. And, oh, I forgot to mention this before. This album, Street Survivors, was released on October 17, 1977. Three days later, the band's plane crashed on their way to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, killing the pilot, the co-pilot, the band's assistant road manager, and three band members, Cassie Gaines, Steve Gaines, and Ronnie Van Zant. And of course, all the other band members were seriously injured. So we should probably get into this at some point this season. Until then, I must be traveling on. Woo!